everybody. Um, welcome. I don't know why, why I are found you that? laughing <laughs> at me. I don't. I'm not laughing at you. I just found it really amusing. I don't know why. <laughs> I just never know how to start. But. Well, no, it's just like we were like, okay, are we ready? And then you're like, I was like, yeah, let's go. And you're like, okay. Hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like this really long. Like, I don't wind it up, you know. Yeah, it was. So I just found it amusing. <laughs> Um, this is Midwest Madness, true crime, cult, conspiracy, encrypted podcast. Yes. Um, I'm Emily. And I'm Danielle. And yeah, I'm going to tell the story this week. I'm excited. Where, where are we located? Um, Iowa and Nebraska. Oh, a twofer. I'm pretty sure, like, you did Iowa last week and aren't you doing Nebraska next yeah, week? I yeah, I am. I kind of figured. Um, surprise, I told you my, um, I told you my topic, but I switched. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so I, it really is a big surprise. Yeah. I feel like the one I had written just needs a little extra. A little zhuzh. Yeah. All right. Um, also I just want to give, cause it's kind of a hot topic right now, so I kind of want to just give it a little time to simmer before I... Okay hop in on it because yeah i don't know okay do you want to talk about the gabby petito case at all or should we just um i feel like it's like a big thing right it, now yeah i and would it's, agree it's super terrible and very tragic i feel so bad for her family and, and it, it brings up a lot of discussion too about like the toxicity of true crime sometimes like on tiktok i guess oh, it's been yeah. like a big there's been like some scandal i'm not on tiktok you are i don't so. know you just gotta be careful like where you're getting your information from yeah um i hope they find brian do you think he's alive still i have no idea this I... case has thrown me for so many curveballs that i just like i don't want to speculate anything because you think one thing and then something else happens that's, so yeah that's true um yeah, I mean, I, I don't mean, even want to... go. Sorry, keep going. I don't even, like, my gut says he's guilty, but, like, guilty till proven innocent, you know what I mean? Innocent like, till proven guilty, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, and I think it also brings up the topic of all, like, we have so many missing... Indigenous, indigenous and color and people of yes, color people yeah. of color and that was kind of what i meant with the toxicity too oh, okay yeah was like she, she's a pretty like this is very tragic and i don't want people to think we're not saying that it's not no and i'm glad it got the attention it got yes i just wish a lot of other cases also got the same attention like let's take this attention that she her case is getting and like continue to steamroll and and get the attention for the cases that don't get that attention yeah you know like i agree with you completely so we'll have to keep an eye on this case i'm sure you all listening to this are true crime fans so you probably already are but yeah. um yeah we i think it was just and if you guys something we should mention if you guys like ever have like breaking updates on it that we don't post like feel free to post yeah, that into post the group in the group for sure we'd love that um did you see thomas posted another yeah i did yeah thank you thomas we appreciate it i think that one's in nebraska too is it yeah we're just hitting up the nebraska <laughs> Iowa a, area it's about time we haven't done a lot of nebraska that's so. true um okay so i wrote this today Oh, oh, look at that. Last it took week, me eight hours. Last week after... Uh, Did you just hear me say that? Eight hours. It took me eight hours. I was like, I'm going to do a quick, easy one. Yeah, I think this is like 15 pages. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so just a little background, you guys. Last week when we weren't recording, Emily was like, you need to stop writing these day of. And I was I like... I literally write them day of. And the and only I reason like, I did is okay. because I changed my topic last minute. I know, but... But I, mean, I was more annoyed it. that you... like. I just wanted it. I wanted to get it over with. Not that I don't love doing this, but I had had a long weekend and I was looking and forward to just relaxing. No. But also, to be fair, you never gave me a time when I asked for a well, time. Well, I always just assume it's going to be early. I, and see, I don't. I just, I'm like, you need to give me a time. Okay. So well. now we know. Now we've, now we've hashed it out. Also, <laughs> I do, real quick, I want to say this beginning is just it's all over the place. 
um happy birthday to danielle thank you it was her birthday was yesterday yeah yesterday monday like when we post this it would have been monday yeah thank you happy birthday i'm 105 for anyone who's asking (laughs) i look amazing for 105 yeah the secret is no coffee that's true (laughs) she doesn't drink coffee i don't i drink a lot so you make up for it for me literally <laughs> okay so we should probably get into this yes this let, is like you be, said it's gonna be a long one so. an hour and a half probably <laughs> just kidding we'll oh my try God. not also this story is just like i mean there is no straight line to I'm it i'm not gonna be like what so hopefully if it doesn't make sense or if one part of it doesn't make sense just ask me to clarify okay. and i'll do my best okay um okay so i'm gonna be talking about carrie farver Dave Krupa, Shayna, Liz Goler. Um, she goes by Liz. Okay. So I'm gonna be calling her Liz. Okay. And Amy Flora. Okay, all these names sound really familiar, and I just don't. Know. I hope you don't know it, cause that would really take the fun out of it. Like me. Dave Krupa sounds so familiar. Really? Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. I'm I'm ready. So the story starts in Omaha, Nebraska, in 2012. Dave Krupa had just moved to Omaha to take a job managing a auto repair shop. He had just ended a 12-year relationship with Amy Flora. <gasps> no, I do know this one. Damn it. Oh my God, I do know this one. Oh, I'm so sorry. I literally listened to this Dateline because they, they redid the Dateline like yeah, two days ago. Damn it. I was really hoping. I'm sorry. One. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh. I was like, why does this sound so familiar? Well, I really I hope no one else. I didn't think this one was in the Midwest. Iowa and Nebraska really yeah i thought it was in like kentucky no oh my god damn it sorry do you want me to pretend like i don't know i can pretend like i don't know okay i'm I'm here i'm ready for it well i hope it really (laughs) shocks someone who's listening because normally you don't know my stories (laughs) okay anyway so he just ended a 12-year relationship with amy flora whom he had two kids with um it seemed like dave wasn't really a commitment guy he didn't really want to get married it seemed like um now this is obviously his first time being on his own in a long time and he was like ready to play the field a bit so he decided to join a dating website now on this dating site he matched with a woman named liz goiler 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 something like something like that They decided to go on a date, and they seemed to hit it off pretty well. Liz was a single mom of two kids who who were around the same age as Dave's kids. That's handy. Yeah. It didn't take long for them to begin an intimate relationship. Now, remember our good friend Dave here? He's freshly single. He's wanting to play the field a bit, which he tells Liz, and she seems to be fine with it for the most part. Okay. Um, he's like, look, I just got out of a long relationship. Don't want to be tied down again immediately. I want to see what's out there. Whatever. Which is fair. And yeah. like, and at as least, long as it's, at least he's up front. Yeah, I was going to say, at least he's open about it and he's not like, oh yeah, you're the love of my life. And then he's like plotting on the other side, yeah. you know. So six months after Liz and Dave began quote unquote dating, I put that term very loosely. In the fall of 2012, a woman walked into Dave's auto shop. Would you classify their relationship as like friends with benefits? Yeah. Okay. I think I say that in here. Somewhere. Okay. Oh, no. I say it about um, him and Carrie's relationship. Him and Carrie. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yes, that's how I would pretty much okay. classify it. Um, so this woman turned out to be Carrie Farver. She is our second lady. Carrie had brought her Ford Explorer in for maintenance. Um, Dave said that although he, obviously the Dateline podcast is one of my yeah. <laughs> sources, but yeah, um, he could tell that she was like vibing with him and he was vibing with her. He decided not to pursue anything because he was at work and he wanted to be professional. Which is like really classy. Yeah. Like, so nothing happened that day. Um, however, a few weeks later, Dave was back on the dating site browsing for women when, bam, I wrote bam, who shows up, <laughs> Carrie Farver, the woman from the auto shop, exclamation point. Seems like fate, right? What am I doing, like, writing these stories? Uh, I was taking a drink, and that was really poorly timed. So, 
<laughs> Dave decided to message her and it was like something like, oh, like, hey, I know you. Like, I recognize you. And she was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I, I know you flirt, too. Flirt, like, flirt. Crazy. Um, so the two decided to get dinner and things were going super well. So Dave invited Carrie back to his apartment. Not too long after they walked into the apartment, the doorbell rang and it happened to be Dave's ex-girlfriend, Liz. Liz. So at this point, they were not dating anymore. Such a weird timing. Yeah. Like, what are the chances? Can you not? I, that's what I literally thought when I listened to the Dateline episode was like... I didn't. What, oh, really? I was like, that's so weird. Like, what are the chances? Um, so, I'm not Emily. So, she came to pick up some stuff from Dave's place. Good God. Talk about t- poor timing, right? <laughs> were you drunk when you were writing this? I like, haven't been feeling very good all week, so I'm feeling mm. a little sleep-deprived. and that's I've worst. had this like weird headache... Like, because I get migraines. Yeah. Pause in the story. I get migraines. <laughs> and usually my migraines are, like, in the back of my neck, at the base yeah. of my neck, and then behind my ear. Uh, ear. As she touches her my eyes. Eye. <laughs> Do we need to go over which body parts are which yeah. again? Okay. And this headache has been, like, just behind or in the back of my neck. And it's, like, deep. It's, like... Does that even make any sense? Like, yeah. it's not right on the surface. Like, the pain I wonder if is, you like, need, like, a good massage. Deep in my skull. I heard it's because of the new, the full moon. But that was, like, Monday. It's Friday. And then, like, the Saturn is on, like, the airy sign or something. TikTok told me that. Well, I was, like, scrolling through TikTok, and the guy's like, have you been having weird headaches? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and uh, that's what he told me. Oh, my God. Okay. That's when you know your phone is fucking listening I to know. you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Back to the story. Back to the story. Okay. So poor timing. Carrie at this point. Right. She's like, it's not a big deal at all. I'm just going to head out, let you deal with this, and then you can call me later. Yeah. Cool. So Dave and Liz um, do their thing, whatever. She gets her stuff. She leaves, and Dave calls Carrie to apologize. And she's like, no, it's all cool. Like, why don't you come out to my place? So Carrie lives about an hour away in Ooh, a small a town hike. in Iowa called Macedonia. So for those who don't know, Omaha is on the border of Nebraska and Iowa. So it's literally like you just drive across the river. I think there's, yeah, there's a river. Um, and then you're in, you're in Iowa. So okay. it's not like. So it's kind of like if. For people in Minnesota, like in the cities, to get to Wisconsin from Minnesota, you literally drive across the river. It's, yeah. It's like, um, it's like going from Duluth to Superior. Okay. Like, it's that close. Okay. Yeah. Um, so she drives out there. He shows up. Carrie tells him, like, look, I'm not looking for anything serious right now. She's looking for a friend with benefits that's where that came in okay um and now we know that dave is like exactly what he's looking for too jackpot like i really am looking for the same thing so things are going well for these guys yeah like they seem to be clicking yeah um now this two had been seeing each other for about two weeks when Carrie tells Dave that she has a big project at work and she's a computer programmer at a company in Omaha that is actually right around the corner from Dave's apartment. So Dave's like, cool, um, why don't you just spend the week at my place so you don't have to spend the time driving to and from That is super nice. Omaha. Um and yeah you can just spend the week here and she's like yay that's great um that's super nice of him to be like i don't mind if you you know like yeah and also very and also very brave like true i would not invite anyone i know to like for two weeks well i mean it would probably be different if it was a someone you were interested in i suppose guy i suppose although i'd be like please don't murder me i'd be like don't sleep in my bed yeah you can have the guest room and then i i'm just envisioning you like taking your little like lock thing and just like putting that in the door and be like okay we're good 
two doors to my room though that's the problem oh yeah that's right yeah so anyway she's like cool great now on the morning of november 13th 2012 dave got up and got ready for work he gave carrie a kiss and walked out the door um he was at his auto shop by 6 30 a.m at 10 a.m too early dave gets an unexpected text from carrie that said do you want to move in together and dave was like wait what um no we've only known each other for like two weeks this is way too fast and also like dave isn't a commitment guy so i can just imagine he would have been like i can just imagine like the sinking feeling he got like fuck right yeah um and also like wait a second i thought we were on the same page here yeah and now you want to move in together right um so immediately after dave texts carrie back and is like no she texts him back and is like fine like i never want to see you again i'm dating someone else and i hate you (laughs) just like weird weird yeah like very high school yeah now dave is at work obviously so he doesn't want to just like sit there and like text back and forth so he says on the stateline episode he was like i just dodged a bullet because this chick is like not who i thought she was pretty much yeah um but boy was dave wrong dave's problems are just getting started i feel like we need a dun 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 yeah (laughs) carrie would not stop texting dave so his jackpot quickly turned into a nightmare i came up with that by myself good it's a nice line i liked it thank you now let's talk a little bit more about carrie for a second as a person okay um we're gonna talk about Carrie because the story mostly like surrounds her. Liz and Amy are not as big of characters. So kind of background players. Yeah. So okay. that's not why. That's why I'm not going like super in depth on their background. Okay. Just for everyone who's listening. So Carrie was the type of person who quote unquote lit up a room, according to her friend Amy Long. Um, you just couldn't help not but the notice same Amy, her. right? Nope. Okay. A- Amy Flora. Is okay. The other person. Wouldn't that have been weird? Yeah. Carrie's mom, Nancy Rainey, said that her daughter had been diagnosed with depression in her mid to late 20s, but was going to therapy and was on good medication and was in a good place. Uh, she also said that Carrie had uh, eventually been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, but again, like, she was on a good medication. She's getting the help she needed. It was all cool. Um, it was said that, oh, whoops, Carrie had a son, Max, who in 2012 was in high school and was doing quite well. Um, she had landed her dream job at that company in Omaha, and things seemed to be going well in her life. They were, her and her husband, sorry, her and her son um, and her mom were very close. Um, they had really good relationships all together, all of them, um, until... That morning in November when things seemed to go very wrong. Around the same time that Dave started to get all these weird and strange text messages, so did Carrie's mom, Nancy. Nancy said that her daughter told her that she had gotten a job offer in Kansas and was moving down there to start a new life. She'd also quit that dream job she had in Omaha via text message, telling them that she just like wouldn't be coming back. Now... This didn't make any sense to Nancy, but Max said that his mom had actually told him about a possible job in Kansas, so he was like, okay, this kind of like actually, this tracks a little. okay. Yeah, so this kind of makes sense, so he just thought like maybe she did get the new job and just decided to go there. Um, Apparently, she like offered to bring Max with, but Max was like, I don't know, you, you seem to be like... A little, just like things seemed a little off. He was like, and he was in high school. He didn't really want to leave his friends, which is totally understandable. So he's like, I think I would rather just like stay with my grandparents. I think if I had had that option as him, I would have stayed too. And I'm like, you know, I just want to finish high school. Yeah, but anyway, um, so Max just assumed that he would see his mom at a family wedding that was that following weekend. So. He was like, okay, well, she might have gotten this job in Kansas, and maybe she's moving there, but I'll see her at the family wedding, and we can just, like, you know, talk about it then. Yeah. Now, 
Nancy couldn't get Carrie on the phone to talk with her, which she thought was weird. She could only get, like, text messages. But she also figured that Carrie would show up to the family wedding that weekend. But when that weekend came and the wedding started, Carrie never showed up. This is when Carrie's mom, Nancy, decided to report her missing. Um, I'm sure you can kind of guess, though, because of Carrie's history with mental health, the police didn't take the claim very seriously at first. And I'm assuming probably her age, too. Yeah. Because she's like a grown adult. adult. If she wants to just dip, she she can. can. Yep. All this time, though, Nancy kept getting texts from Carrie. She claimed she had broken up with Dave and was going to check herself into a mental hospital. So that was like a different story than getting the job in Kansas and moving away. And then she switched the story again and told her mom she was moving to Kansas and she had sold all of her furniture. So it was just like very back and forth, whatever. Okay. Um, she even texted her mom a picture of a check from the buyer of the furniture and asked her to let the buyer into her house in Macedonia and take the furniture away. And this is when Nancy was like, no, um, I won't be doing that until I like, either hear your voice or see your face so I know you're okay. Smart mom. Now, at this point, Max was, again, getting a little nervous because his mom, you could just tell like something was different, that there was like a shift in his mom. Um, and she kept texting him that he had to come with her to Kansas and she was the adult. So anything she said goes and Max was like, mm, I don't feel comfortable. So Does this, did he say that it was like her typical behavior or no. cause she seems like if she's just chill with like this other person or yeah. like was, I guess, then you would think that she's probably pretty chill. Yeah, they said this was not like her, but again, we do have to remember she does have bipolar yeah. disorder. Yeah, and just and because you can you... be, I mean, things can be going like very well, but you know, sometimes these you can have like an episode or something yeah. happen. Yeah, and so. like if you miss a dose of meds, or even sometimes meds just like stop working. Yeah, so you just never really know. So, although this was um like not normal they're also like i don't you know we don't really know so um at this point uh carrie's mom nancy actually filed for temporary guardianship of max because it seemed to her that carrie was having a break or an episode she was nervous that carrie was just going to show up at max's school and just like take him because well yeah the school can't be like no "No, that's her legal guardian yeah she asked for temporary guardianship that's a smart move yeah um, quick little thing I want to say. Yes. In the Dateline episode, which you just listened to as well. Yeah. You'll probably, you'll know what I'm talking about, but Max is talking about like his mom and he talked about Christmas and yeah. how at Christmas, um, they open presents one by one Yeah. and they go in order by age. And I was like, oh, like. That hits so close to home because, like, that's what that's we do. That's what our family does, yeah. At our families, we go one by one with our gifts instead of all opening at once. Our mom hates mom it. Mom hates it. But we, I would, like, not want to do it any other way. I like to be able to watch people, open. like, open and see what they get. And, and like, like, it's just more exciting for me to watch people open. Yeah, like, and I, like, why rush it? Like, yeah. I like I mean, it too. does take, like, four hours, but... <laughs> Because, well, especially now that there's six of us, some, yeah. you know, or seven of us sometimes because um, Commissioner Thomas comes down and yeah. sometimes John is there. And so it's like, it just sometimes takes forever, but it's so but nice. But that really like um, hit close to home for me. Yeah. It was like that Christmas came around and it just didn't feel right going from me to my grandma. Like my mom should have been there. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I feel that. I was like, oh, other, other people do do yeah. it that way too. Okay. Because that's, yeah. That's what I thought was, oh, it's not just us. Yeah. Now, um, while all this is happening, police are sort of looking into her disappearance because, um, well, they're worried for her well-being at this point. They're like, we don't know if she's going to hurt her. It's been over over a month now, right? Because it was like early November that she went missing. Um, No, this is like a week after. Oh, you were just. I just. Oh, you just jumped ahead about about the Christmas. Okay, sorry. (laughs) I thought you were at Christmas now, and I was like, well, then that would have been over okay got it nope sorry okay so they start tracking or like yeah they track the text messages that nancy's been getting they go to like the cell phone company okay and they're like um 
the they're coming from a location in Omaha. So they go there and Carrie's not there. So the next step. God, that'd be so disheartening. You're like, yes, we found her. And then, oh, just kidding. Yeah. So the next step is they track down the person who bought the furniture. Turns out um, the name on the check was actually Shayna Galler, who we know is Liz. Liz. Yep. And when they talked to Liz, she told them that her checkbook had actually been stolen and she had actually suspected it was stolen by Carrie when she ran into her at Dave's place. Um, so I don't know if like maybe her checkbook was like there already and, and that was one of the things she came to like pick up and she just like swiped it before or see i don't know they don't go too much in detail when but. when i heard that part i thought so she like as she passed you she just like dipped her hand like she like ran into you dipped her hand into your purse and it was really like a stealth move no i didn't but think that. that was how i thought of it <laughs> um so police told liz to file a report for the stolen checkbook with the omaha police department and then they went to talk to Dave because Dave was the last person Gary was with. Uh, when they went and saw Dave, he had a lot to tell them. Carrie had nonstop been texting and emailing him. She was saying terrible things to him like, I will do what I can to make you suffer. And then the next one would be like, we belong together. Um, and all these texts had really bad spelling and grammar, which was... Also, something that Nancy and Max are like, that's not like her. But again, if she's having um, a, break a break or an episode sort, yeah. or something, like that would make sense. That's so. how you guys would know it wasn't me texting because I like use periods and capitals and punctuation. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the police believed Dave had no clue where Carrie was and just kind of like let, it, let him be. Now, this is when something weird happened. Carrie actually started texting the police. She said, quote, I would really appreciate it if you would leave Dave Krupa out of this, end quote. Which the police obviously replied with, like... LOL, no. Well, we were like, <laughs> they said, cool, like, great, we would love to as soon as we either see you in person or talk to you on the phone. Carrie was like, not going to happen. So she so didn't want to be found. How did she, like, text their facebook or like how do you it was like the detective like the actual police oh i wonder who she got their number i don't know i don't ask questions okay um <laughs> i thought that was my job in this part is to ask questions <laughs> well you need to ask questions i know the answers okay, sorry <laughs> um she uh then texted the police again and said quote i want one person to go away who destroyed everything for me end quote uh this Dave? point, police had a pretty good idea who she was talking about because Dave had showed police texts and emails where Carrie blamed Liz for their breakup. Um, one day soon after this exchange, uh, Liz went outside and spray painted on her garage was, quote, whore from Dave, end quote. I'm assuming that was it's like whore and then like saying Dave wrote whore, like whore from Dave. Uh, like, like, Dave is the, like, quote, whore, end quote, source, Dave. From Dave. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But it just says whore from Dave. So that's what I'm picturing in my head. Okay. But obviously. What color spray paint do you imagine it's in? Red, obviously. Me too. <laughs> I was just curious. Now, obviously, this had to be Carrie who spray painted it. Um, according to police in Omaha, Carrie at this point was considered a stalker. Now, these texts and emails lasted over three years. I'm not Holy going to crap. get into everything. Three years? Yeah. But I don't remember it being that long. Yeah. Um, let's I'm gonna talk about some highlights here from okay. the, the three years. So one, she told Dave that she had stolen his extra apartment key. Um terrifying. Yeah. She would text him things that he was doing right at that very moment. So like for example, if he was cooking in the kitchen, she'd be like, I see you cutting onions in the kitchen right now and he'd be like, Oh fuck, that's exactly what I'm doing. I hate and that. And then he would he would actually run outside to see if he could find her. I hate that. <laughs> and he never could. No one was ever there. Um he would change his number and the text wouldn't stop. Uh, he even moved back to Council Bluffs, Iowa, which is the town right across the river. Okay. Um, from Omaha. To be closer to his kids, and he hoped that Carrie wouldn't know where his new place was. But 
Not long after the move, Dave noticed that his gun that he had bought for protection had been stolen out of his new place. That just makes me, like, sick to my stomach. And Can you imagine like, how terrified he must have been? Nobody knew where this gun was. So, during these three years, Dave wasn't the only one getting harassed by texts and emails. Liz was also getting it. Well, yeah, um, because she's a whore from Dave. From Dave, yeah. (laughs) Um, So, nonstop texts about how she was a bitch, a slut, a whore, and she ruined Carrie's chances of ever being with Dave. Yeah, because that's the way to get him back, sister. Right. One night, Carrie called Dave hysterically crying because her house had been set on fire. Um, Do not go into detail about this. Thankfully, her and her kids had been in the process of moving, so no one had been staying at that house. I swear to God. But all the family pets had perished in the fire. That's the part I don't want to hear about. Yeah, you, but others need to know. It's so sad. Carrie had also threatened Liz's life. Um, But Carrie texted Liz and Dave things like, quote, I hope the whore and her kids burn in that fire, end quote yikes she sent dave a photo of a woman tied up in a car trunk it wasn't liz it ended up being like a fake photo like a stock photo yeah still that's weird then a few months later she sent dave a copy of liz's fake obituary that she had written yeah that's not creepy at all yeah so things were just like out of hand for dave and liz at this point um at one point, even a brick was thrown through Dave's window. Oh, my God. And Amy Flora, the mother of ki- Dave's kids, the woman he had been with for 12 years, um, was getting some threatening messages as well. Not as many as Dave and Liz were, but okay. some. Okay. Enough where it's, like, concerning. Yeah. Okay. Now, the weird thing about this case is we have... Dave and Liz, who are being stalked and harassed, and on the other side, we have Nancy and Max, not even an hour away, who are, like, worried sick about their mom and daughter. Yeah. Carrie had missed birthdays, holidays, and even her own dad's funeral. Which is just heartbreaking. Yeah. About six months after she, like, I guess, quote-unquote, disappeared is what you would call it. I don't really know i mean yeah technically no one's seen her so yeah i would say disappearance is a Mac, good word max reached out to her and asked her to answer three questions she only she would know the answer to um he got no response from her no the cops Oops. weren't getting anywhere either they couldn't really find anything the only lead they had was about two months after her carrie yeah. Had gone missing. Dave had actually spotted her Ford Explorer car in a parking lot not too far from his apartment. He snapped a photo of the license plate, sent it to the Omaha police, and they took the car and searched it. The only thing they could find was a fingerprint on a mint tin in the cup holder. Okay. That's it. Um, the fingerprint didn't match Carrie or Dave and didn't match anyone in the FBI database. Interesting. So, another dead end. Um, let's fast forward now to spring of 2015. That was a fast forward noise. <laughs> Their harassment was continu- continuing, but it seemed to have slowed down a bit. Two detectives from the Potawatomi County Sheriff's Office, Ryan Avis and Jim Dottie, decided to take the case on. Um, each detective decided to approach the case from two different angles, which I think this is so smart. Jim Dottie worked the case as if Carrie was dead, because remember, no one had seen or heard yeah. from her in three years at this point. Well, they'd heard from her, they just yeah. hadn't seen her. Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry. Um, talked to her. Yeah, there Physically you go. talked to her. That's what you meant. And Ryan Avis worked the case like she was alive. So they went back to the start and dug through everything. Obviously, they talked to Dave. Um, back in 2013, Dave and Lance had given the police access, like, they, like, phoned up their phones. Okay. So, they... So, they went through all those old text messages and emails. So, like, they copied their phones onto... Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Yep. Um, they also went through... So, they went through Dave and Liz's phones and emails. Okay. Um, they talked to Dave in person... But they hadn't yet talked to Liz in person. Okay. Um, Ryan stated that he kept hitting dead end after dead end. He was the one who was working it. 
as if she was still alive. Okay, I was going to say, I was just going to ask which one was that. Her checking account hadn't been touched in three years. No one had seen her or heard her voice. She had a good job, a good family, and a good home. And it didn't make sense that she would just up and leave. Yeah. Even if she had an episode. And they say in the Dateline podcast, I Mm -hmm. believe... Um, sorry, I have like a lot of sources, so I'm trying to keep oh, them straight. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, that they didn't even really factor in the mental health part of it. Okay. Which is kind of nice. So then their vision would have been like clouded. Yeah. They so, wouldn't have that extra bias. And so they were like, you know, and I'm, I'm not an, an expert on mental health, so I could be totally wrong saying this, but would an episode last three years? I mean, I don't know. I should have looked into that. That feels like a really long time. It does feel like a very long time. I mean, it's certainly not even like to not even have like a moment or like some a day of clarity. Yeah, where I'm like, oh shit, maybe I should like contact my family so they know I'm okay, like physically or whatever. That is just my own thought. That has nothing to do with yeah any of my sources. But I just thought I that I just thought of that. So I don't know. Just doesn't seem right. But Jim, who was working the case as if she was dead, hadn't hit any dead ends. So at this point, they decided they needed to approach this case like Carrie wasn't alive anymore. Okay. This is when they decided, all right, so we already talked to Dave. Let's talk to Liz now. Get her side of the story. And it just so happened that Liz was in the office that day filing another police report for harassment. But oddly enough... This one wasn't against Carrie. It was against Dave's other ex-girlfriend, Amy, Flora. The one that he has kids with? Yes. Okay. So when Detective Ryan... Oh, sorry. So then um, Detective Ryan was like, cool, can I like interview you real quick, Liz, while you're here? She was like, yeah, that's fine. Liz said Amy had been stalking her on Facebook. How she knew this? I'm not quite sure. Me, I don't, maybe she was like leaving a bunch of comments on things or I don't know. She knew how somehow. And she said, this is when she made the connection about the missing gun from Dave's apartment. So there was no forced entry into Dave's apartment when the gun went missing. Okay. And the only other person who had a key was Amy. Well, and allegedly. No, this is the new apartment. Oh, the new apartment. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Carrie had a the key old to key. the old apartment. Okay. So, she was like, oh, why didn't I think of this before? Like, it just makes sense that Amy was the one who stole the gun. And then she's like, okay, if this is, if Amy stole the gun and Amy's the one who's now harassing me, then maybe me and Dave have been played all this time and it's not Carrie who's behind everything. It's actually Amy interesting she said that she realized that amy was the one who had the most motive like she wanted to get married to dave they had been together for 12 years they had kids together they had kid to get kids together dave pretty much had like broken her heart i guess you could say it i mean i would be heartbroken after 12 years and i didn't get a ring god right. um, and then she was like it didn't make sense that carrie would be doing it like she only known dave for two weeks right like, she doesn't have the motive Amy does. Okay. So she this is when she started like connecting dots, she said. Um So Detective Ryan thanked Liz and was like, "Great, thank you for the information. Like we'll start looking into this." Yeah. And then she sent her on her way. So the next night, it was December 5th, 2015 by this point. Okay, so it's just just over 3 years Four. now. 2012 she yeah sorry disappeared disappeared yep okay right 2012 2013 2013 and 2014 three three yep so just over three years yeah why did i think four because i'm bad at math you've got a headache and it's been a long week so december 5th 2015 liz decided she needed to get fresh air and think so she drove out to a park called big lake park in council bluffs iowa and decided to just like walk around a bit. Um, she walked around, sat on a bench, 
was clear in her head when all of a sudden she was shot in the thigh uh, ow that would suck yeah also burr it must have been freezing because it's iowa yeah slash nebraska in well the beginning the- of december still it can get cold fast I, especially at night i gotta say though like i understand this sometimes there's like nothing better than like a cold night and a walk i mean you and i did go on some a lot really good walks yeah what last winter last winter like after with thanksgiving the dogs. yeah with, like all the christmas the lights. lights and yeah that's and a good point the fresh air sometimes like is nice and when it's not super cold like it can be nice so yeah i you you're know, not wrong I thought about that, like, mm, kind of weird, but then I was like, you know what, I, I would do it, yeah. so I, I You're understand right. it. You're right. Anyway, shot in the leg. Um, I mean, at least it was the leg, though, and not, like, the gut. Yeah. She got lucky. She immediately called 911 and was rushed off to the hospital. Um, Liz told police she actually had seen who shot her, and it was Amy Flora. What? Yeah. <laughs> this is when police were like cool let's go to amy's house and let's find out what the fuck's going on preach so they (laughs) go to amy's house gun drawn and they bring her down to the station amy took a polygraph which she actually ended up failing because i'm sure she was scared out of her freaking mind yeah which i would definitely fail a polygraph too so or she was guilty one of the two but things weren't sitting right with detectives. Her car hadn't been driven. The detective said he had put his like hand on the hood. Okay. And it was cold. Well, in, in the winter, you're definitely going to be able to tell if it's been driven. Driven. Oh, yeah. Because it's going to definitely be a different temp. Like, the summer would be harder to yeah. use that. And all of Amy's neighbors were like, mm, she didn't leave the house. So. Those are some observant neighbors. Yeah. So then, cool, the detectives were like, let's go back to Liz in the hospital. Let's ask her some questions. So, like, how sure are you that it was Amy? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> this is when detectives began to believe that Liz actually shot herself. So this is, again, when they began to believe that Liz had been behind everything all along. Let's get into it. I know. You already knew that. But, like, I hope others are like, like, what the fuck? It just... I already knew it, and I still am just like, what? Makes sense. What? Um, okay. So, they they go back to Liz. They're like, you want to, like, tell us what happened? And she told them the same story. It was Amy, yada, yada, yada. So... (laughs) They decided to go back to her cell phone that they had. Okay. Like, I know it's a couple years old data at this point, but they're like, let's go through everything again and see if we miss something. Okay. And this time they had the help of a man named Anthony Cava, who was a digital forensic administrator. I want you to tell everybody how much money he makes a year. Do you remember? One dollar. I love that so much. I just think it's so sweet. Yeah. That he's, like, so into and, like, dedicated to helping Yeah, that he'll take a dollar for this. Yep. When he started to dig deeper, he found 20 or 30 fake email addresses, all with variations of Carrie's name. And more interestingly, a photo of Carrie Farver's Ford Explorer timestamped before the police had actually found the car. So, like, it's, like, where her car was abandoned, but it was before it was found. I don't know if it was where it was abandoned. It was just... A, so, she went missing in November. The car was found in January. Of, okay. And this photo was time-stamped in December. Okay. So, I don't know if it was, like, where it was located. I just know it was a photo. Okay. And and this was in Amy's stuff. No, this or, was no, sorry. Liz's, Liz's stuff. stuff. Okay. Sorry. Liz's cell phone. Okay. Um, they also found an app that is used to schedule out text messages. So this is how she would have been able to like be with Dave and both of their phones would have been blowing up with messages at the same time. I think I need that for like, get me out of awkward situations. (laughs) They also found a photo, the photo of the woman who had been tied up in the trunk. Okay. On Liz's phone as well. And... A video that was uploaded to YouTube of the outside of Dave's apartment was found to have been uploaded at the address that Liz lived. 
I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? It's I think it the just um, so many video is titled like my cheating husband's apartment or something. Weird. That's super weird because he's nobody's husband. Right. He's like anti being a husband, actually. So at this point they're pretty much like, Okay, yeah. Um if I if we think Liz is uh guilty. I also think Liz is guilty. Yeah. <laughs> but where was Carrie and what happened to her? They were pretty sure she wasn't alive anymore. We already kind of talked about that. So they just decided, you know, let's let's trick Liz into helping us. I think this is genius. Because at this point, there was not enough evidence to charge Liz without more evidence or Carrie's body. Okay. So what they did, a week after the shooting, they brought Liz in and they told her that a body had been found. No, a body had not been found. Okay. Um, but they were, they told her they were waiting on lab results to confirm the identity, but it looked like it was Carrie. They then told her that they were hoping she could help form a timeline, which was like, cool. I can help with that. They're like, great. When's the last time you saw her? She was like, I only saw her one time at Dave's apartment in 2012. Um, and then Liz was like, I think Amy was behind all these harassing messages remember and the detective interviewing her detective jim was like yeah i I think you're right but like unfortunately we can't prove it he was like (laughs) this is my favorite part because you can like you hear the video in the podcast the dateline one yeah yeah and he was just like casually like you know if we had messages or texts or emails from Amy saying she did this or that she had knew some information, then I could really start building a case, you know, They're about totally this. playing into her yeah. ego yes. and it's incredible. Yeah. So they were like totally playing her and it totally worked. <laughs> so just a few days later, surprise, surprise. Liz started sending the detectives texts and emails from Amy. What a coincidence. Cal surprise. And oddly enough, these ones had the same spelling and grammar mistakes as the ones no. from Carrie did. They said things that is like so weird. I uh, quote, I shot you, Liz, to make sure Dave stayed away from you. I made a, a couple of those fake emails and numbers you and Dave thought were Carrie to get rid of you, Liz didn't work too well end quote like no shit (laughs) lol but the first emails and texts that were sent were a little too vague so detective jim reached out to liz and she was like he was like you know we just need more like it's just too they're too vague we can't do anything off of these these text messages and these emails and liz was like oh cool 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 um I think it'd be great if we could get Carrie's family some closure. So I'll just go ahead and I'll email her back. I'll engage with her. And <laughs> I legit hate her so much. Yeah. The detectives were like, great. Thank you. So she emails Amy back and says, quote, if you really shot me, what kind of gun was it? End quote. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I didn't end the quote yet. So, quote, you really shot me what kind of gun was it and then she randomly just says so did you ever meet up with dave's ex carrie end quote okay like weird to be freaking like obviously sneaky hell. there or liz <sighs> and apparently amy responded quote the gun i used was dave's gun but don't worry you didn't get it as bad as crazy carrie so when i met carrie crazy carrie she would not stop talking about dave and how he would be her husband she tried to attack me but i attacked her with a knife i stabbed her three to four times in the chest and stomach area i then took her out and burned her i stuffed her body in garbage in a garbage bag with crap end quote which just is like devastating terrible yeah no of course when all this is happening liz talks to dave because she's you know so worried about dave oh yes and it's like they found remains and the thing is they think amy has something to do with it so then dave's like oh fuck yeah and calls the detective well because she's got his kids yeah and is like what the hell is going on 
And at this point, the detectives can't really tell him anything. Yeah. Because A, they don't want to like blow anything. And B, yeah. like, you got to protect the case. Yeah. Um, so what they pretty much tell him is like, look, if I was you, I'd pretty much be moved in with Amy at this point, And I would avoid Liz like the plague. Which is pretty much saying, like, Liz, Liz is bad. this, and you need to be really careful. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dave moved in with Amy so he could help protect her and the Which kids. Which I'm sure Liz was thrilled about. And, of course, this pissed Liz off. Oh, she's sorry. like, hold on here. That girl shot me. Now she's moving in day with Dave. What's going on? Please arrest her. So, she's like, she's hella pissed. And Detective Dave, sorry, <laughs> detective jim is like i know liz i'm so sorry but like we need more evidence so liz There's is like we can do. fine i'll just give you direct access to my email so you can see all the messages like as they come in whatever and over the next month emails come pouring in i just can't with how stupid she is <laughs> well she's was pretty smart for three Whoa. years for part of it yeah. yeah like in one way she's pre- she was smart and but in this way like what a dumbass yeah um, now, there was one particular that piqued detectives' interest. It stated that Carrie had been killed in her car. Now, this one, detectives were, this is when they were like, okay, well, we need, we need to find her car. Yeah. Let's, like, go back through it. Maybe we missed something. So, they tracked down her old Ford Explorer, and they went through it with a fine-tooth comb. When they took out the passenger side front seat, they saw a dark crimson stain they tested it, and it ended up being Carrie's blood. As a as an owner of a, a used previously car. used car, how Freaks freaked out. out does that make <laughs> yeah. you? A little bit. Because, like, I know who had our my car last. It was our, you know, it was our grandparents' car. But the car before that, like, I just got it at dealership. And, yeah. like, oh, my God. Yeah. Now, also, remember that fingerprint? On the mint, mint tin, tin, right? Yeah. Yeah. Turns out that was Liz's. Oh, so we'll just add that to the list. But M, too. she she only met Carrie once. Once, yeah, doesn't make sense. When Carrie stole her checkbook. So with this information, detectives asked Omaha police to pick up Liz for an unrelated misdemeanor charge. But when they got her into an interview room, they were asking again about Carrie. But Liz kept playing the victim. She stuck to the story the that Amy me, was me. doing it. They asked her about her fingerprint, and she's like, I don't know. I don't even know what car she drives, but remember Liz had that but picture, I had a picture of, it, of yeah. Carrie's car on her cell phone back in 2012, so mm, mm. wrong. Okay, nice try. Carrie asked for an attorney, and so That's that like the smartest thing she's done in like a couple of months. Interview short, and then the DA was like, all right, we need some more time to review all this evidence to see if we can actually charge her. Yeah. So, now we are four years after Carrie's disappearance. It is determined that there was enough evidence to arrest Liz. Now, obviously, we all know nobody cases are tough, and most of the evidence in this case is pretty circumstantial. Well, there's, like, a police saying, like, nobody, no crime. Yeah. So, yeah. It's there for a reason. It's tough. Um, so, prosecutors are preparing for trial when they luckily get some more evidence that turns up like real evidence or yes okay so they had <laughs> real evidence, or Liz evidence had gone to dave and we're like hey look if you think of anything else like let us know okay and he was like oh wait i have this tablet that used to be liz's in storage like you guys can have it maybe it's got something on it so oh boy. anthony our good friend anthony kava took the SD card from this tablet and examined it. Everything had been deleted off of it. However, Anthony, being the genius he is, was able to recover thousands of photos. One of the photos on this tablet was the photo was a photo of a Chinese symbol, and the symbol stood for mother. Next to the symbol were these like dark lines, and police were like the de- sorry, the detectives were like what the fuck are those? But then they realized those are veins and it's just someone's foot. Um, now I bet you can guess who had a Chinese symbol for mother tattooed on their foot. 
I'm going to go with Carrie for 500, yes. Alex. Correct. 500, <laughs> Alex. Woo! They also found a picture of a yin-yang symbol, which was another tattoo that Carrie had. And this tattoo was actually mentioned in one of the emails that Liz had sent as Amy. So okay. in one of the emails that was quote-unquote Amy, she was like, I saw a yin yang, yang tattoo on her body after I killed her. Okay. Yeah. So so they know that Liz knows Liz that it's there. Tattoo, yeah. Okay. Um, no. Because it was in kind of a weird place, wasn't it? Is there five? Yeah, like? that's what yeah. I thought too. They say um, that these they can tell it's a dead foot and a dead body thigh or whatever. But I'm like, I don't really know how they could. And tell maybe the color of maybe. the skin yeah because don't you pale because that was my only thought but i didn't know for sure so okay um liz went on trial on may 17th 2017 she waived her right to a jury so a judge would decide her fate the which honestly in my opinion was a bad move for on her part yeah like i feel like this case is so like bananas crazy pants it's kind of hard to follow the bounce and ball. Yeah, that you would have had a better chance of getting a jury to be like, hold up. I don't... Wait, what? Yeah. You know, I feel like she made a mistake by waiving the right to a jury. But I'm glad she did. Right. Um. So amongst all the evidence we've already talked about, prosecution had um, also a charge on Carrie's card from after she disappeared for a shower curtain from Walmart. Um. She shocker that shower curtain just happened to be at liz's house what a weird thing to use someone else's credit card to buy right like a shower curtain is not that expensive yeah they also found a photo on liz's phone of carrie's driver's license next to a large knife this photo had been emailed to dave from one of the email addresses liz had created for carrie saying what look i have a knife yeah i don't know um so they had like I feel like a good amount of evidence at this point, even without a body. Um, And obviously, this case is based on jealousy. Like, that was the motive. I just, I feel really bad for Dave. Yeah. Because, like, he did nothing. And this poor Carrie was murdered because... Literally for knowing him. For knowing him for two Two weeks. weeks. Like, yeah. it's not like they were engaged. It's not like they were, like, a serious couple. Like, she just was sleeping with him. Yeah. And it's just heartbreaking. It's crazy. Um, okay. In the end, the judge ended up finding Liz guilty of both first-degree murder and second-degree arson. For Thank setting God. fire to her own house and killing her own pets. You had to say it again. Sorry. Holy <laughs> shit. Even your neighbor's pissed. <laughs> In 2018, Liz asked the Nebraska Supreme Court for a new trial. Um, this request has been denied. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much the last update from the case. Now, I want to end the episode on a happy note. Carrie's son, Max, is currently in college. He might not currently be yeah. in college anymore, but as, he was in college. As of the time of the story. Yes. And he was studying computer science in honor of his mother. Which is just so sweet. And that is the crazy case of Carrie Farver, Dave Krupa, Liz Goyler, and Amy Flora. I know Amy's not really in it, just a little bit at the end. but Yeah. yeah. I just... when I So I, I'd heard that one before because I've listened to every single Dateline that's out and now they're doing like their like repeats or whatever before the new season starts and so i was i was listening to this one at an elementary school while i was making copies because i can you know i just put an airpod in and it's fine and i was just i kept thinking like this woman is just lost her mind like this man must be like a magic and so i actually really good like be good and better or something because i well okay so i was like he must be super hot and i looked him up and i was like i mean i could see the appeal for some people but he's like not my type teach their own you know but like he must be like magic because like this one went bananas over him yeah and the poor guy and i also feel really bad for carrie and her family because like she was blamed for so long for something i'm surprised you didn't mention one part though um, about the mom's dream about Carrie's I mom's dream. I don't want to copy the Dateline episode. I just 
like I, I know but it's just so weird like that wasn't in any of my other sources so i was like oh, i just thought it was so I cool i tried to just use the dateline episode as the guideline and go more off of my other sources which is fair um i feel like you should tell it now that i so that is like <laughs> that was like just very specific so i was like yeah. oh, i'm just gonna leave this out but basically after carrie's dad died um he came to her mom in a dream and was like don't worry like she's with me and carrie's mom said that's when she knew that she was gone so i just thought it was like spooky yeah and since it's our last episode before spooky season yeah why did you just roll your eyes? um let me get my okay we need to end this it's yeah like so okay long. um you are your resources yep. up okay go for it um iowacoldcases.org non sorry i this is a news website and i just want to get the um whips it i can't daily non-peril is what it's called okay um and then the omaha news herald abcnews.go.com and then the dateline podcast episode is called scorned um it is one of the newer released ones so if you guys want to go listen to it i'm sure they do a lot better job telling the story than i did but i did my best and i hope you guys followed it yes because there's it, I, a lot of players i thought it was good so i mean i've heard the story before but i i wasn't confused ever yeah that um is that our, our um, socials are Midwest Madness Podcast Group on Facebook, MW Madness Podcast on Instagram, and that is also our Gmail, so at gmail.com. Cool. Okay. Well, we will see you guys next Tuesday, and we hope you have a great rest of your week. Bye.